on, everyone? Welcome into the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Today is Tuesday, September 26th, and fellas, we've officially made it to the end of the fantasy baseball season. That's 27 weeks, 189 days, 272,160 minutes of your blood, your sweat, and your tears. Setting lineups, reading daily news, identifying trends for gambling, it's all coming to an end. But perk up, guys, because we're all here to entertain you guys tonight for our last regular season episode. We got Marty Party, Doc, and Lil Cheesecake in the house. First, I got to go to my guy, Marty Party. Tell us, uh, you did how many teams this year total? Ooh, I don't know. Eight, I think, altogether, if you if you add them all up. Yeah. Okay, so eight teams. Give I yourself think. a grade on a one to ten scale of how you feel like you did cumulatively across all your fantasy leagues this season. I get myself, I think I'm flirting with a B plus, A minus. I'll say A minus. A minus. Okay, A minus. Yep, Doc, it's a good year. Marty, Doc, Marty what about you? in the triple players wall. Yeah, over, t- man, Beck. I think that's his last name. So close to the golden cleats. Yeah, that would have been crazy. I won the league, though. I think, I think that's like episode. 450 bucks. so I'll take the league. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, Doc, what about you? You know, I'm going to give myself a B. Um, I grinded out the championship in our home league. I'm talking about stressing for 21 straight days, looking at all pitching matchups, which hitters have the most uh, games coming up this week, who's hitting at the top of the lineups. I did not have the best team, but I think I grinded harder than anyone else. So I'll give myself an A-plus for that. But the other leagues I checked out in July as soon as I moved and didn't have Wi-Fi for three days. And that's typically not like me. Um, all of my NFBC teams, I don't think I fixed the rosters the last, the last two months. So it evens out. Dang, you didn't look at your rosters the last I, two months. Yeah, I'm bad. I, I, I am a disgrace. I'm disappointed in myself. Um, but I know that's, that's not what I'm going to do next year. Do you feel like you'll cut your leagues down next year? To be honest, I was in five leagues, so I don't even think it was that much. I think it was just a lot of things kind of moving on. And once again, fantasy baseball is a is a game, um, but I don't use NFBC as much. And you know, sometimes too, it's just like you get home late on a Sunday. It's nine fifteen. You don't have time to do fab, and you don't have time to do fab, and you're kind of thrown off for the week. Yep. So I need to get in a better routine, and I think that's a takeaway for me. What about you, Elsie? So I had eight leagues. Um... Three of them were best balls. I'm going to win two of those best balls. Um, my other leagues, uh, well, no, I had nine leagues because the home league, I forgot to count that. The home league was not not my best league. I ended up uh, out of the playoffs in that. In my in my roto leagues, I think I'm I'm improving in my roto, and, and as the season went on, I'm I'm learning how to how to how to claw back in those leagues, and I've done that. Unfortunately, I don't, I, I mean, I have, I still have a chance to cash in three of my roto leagues. Um, I probably will only cash in two at the most, but I have an outside chance. Well, I have outside chance in the third to cash and I have a chance to win in one of my, uh, one of my leagues, but, um, I was up by five points and in first place on Friday. And right now I'm down like four and a half points. So the swing has get, gone against me in the last few days. And I have to, I have to, you know, turn that swing back, uh, or else I'm not going to get that league win. So uh, I think on the whole, I I'm going to grade myself a little hard on that. I'm like at a six, I think, because I felt like my drafts could have been better and uh, my pickups could have been better. Shout out to you, Elsie, because you're the only one that actually did the exercise correctly. Because I said give yourself a grade on a one to ten scale, and you actually gave me a number. <laughs> the other ones, <laughs> you, you said grade yourself. Better. On a one to uh, ten scale, I give myself okay. So I give myself say, a seven and a half, uh, eight point nine. All right, and okay. and also shout out to Vinny. We did uh, a total of three best ball drafts, and he won two of them. Did he really? Hey. I was going to check that while we were talking. He did. Vinny Vinny, Vinny came dog. out on a profit. Let me. I'm going to be so hyped for uh, the underdog best ball drafts next year, just to take Vinny down. We have a I'm lot of my own team. I'm not listening to you guys that said take Jacob DeGrom. Uh, well, we could go through all the ones you said to take, and I'm sure it wouldn't be good either. Uh, I hope I can do them next year. 
I don't know. I had a lot of Nick Castellanos shares. Gambling stuff. Yeah. Um, we still have a lot of underdog money, I think. So we still can do a lot of best balls. I, I, we might have to start best ball season back up in January. We yeah, did we'll- a, uh, a triple play best ball. Um, if you remember, I think in November. December, yeah. December, yeah. yeah. I'm third in that. So mm-hmm. what am I? Fan tracks. I forgot about that one. The fan tracks. I forgot Talk- about it too. I mean, it's fan tracks. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> although, I, although I love what they're doing on the football side now because uh, our guy Nick Scripp is leading their content over there, and he's transformed it. I think since uh, they brought him on, so I will shout that out. Um, I was but, the last thing. I, I'm just hoping I can hold on to Glarf. If I can be finish either second or third in Glarf, that is a good. That's a good year. That's a yeah. tough league. Yeah, it is. And isn't Glarf the number one? Uh, one the number yeah, one. Yeah, the number one Earth League. league? By far, yeah. yeah. Dar LC's Darf's right behind us, but it's yeah, a, it's, it's a pretty it, sizable gap. Yeah, we I thought we had a chance to close it, uh, but Glarf is just they have just really skyrocketed the last few weeks and and widened the gap. There's something like 400 points up on all the other leagues. Jeez, and we're and we're in second place, and we're like 100 something points up on third place, and we have a sizable gap. And ever and then there's like a big cluster. So, but they're 400 points ahead of us. So they're like almost 600 points ahead of most of the, most of the pack. So Glarf has been, Glarf and has I'm been close nasty. to finishing top 10 in the overall. So I'm hoping if I get top 10 in the earth league, that's a good year as well. So I, I mean, you know what? I might move up to an a minus by the, by the end of this, uh, by the end of this week, I'm hoping. Stay on the edge of your seat, and we'll give Marty's grade on the next baseball. Marty, is your 10-team league still rolling in the playoffs? Man, I lost in the playoffs. I was first overall all year. I won by, like, 16 more categories. But, man, my uh, offense went uh, ice cold. Uh, I had Trout. Obviously, he never came back. Uh, you know, Pete Alonzo, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm battling for third, and I'm winning right now. Coming in third, get my money back. Another place. Could be worse. All right. Well, obviously we all did a lot of baseball leagues this year, but we want to give you guys some advice for next season. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about our best and worst picks, our ads and drops that might've saved our season. We wish we could have back our takeaways from the 2023 fantasy baseball season. And finally, hopefully we'll get to the game of the week to finish out the show here. Um, But starting out first, the best draft and worst, the uh, best draft, goodness gracious, I think I just made a spelling error on my show sheet. The best draft picks and your worst draft picks. So basically, you know you don't win your league at the draft, but you can lose it. And I want you guys to give me some draft picks across your leagues that you were proud of and some that you might uh, potentially leave the audience with spitting out their adult beverage with how bad of a pick that was. So let's go reverse order here, starting with a little cheesecake. Give us maybe a couple of your better draft picks across your leagues and some of the draft picks you wish you could take back? Well, I'm going to start off by, by, by giving myself a pat on the back for heavily investing in Freddie Freeman in a few of my leagues. I mean, obviously a first round draft pick is, is it's hard to go wrong, but, uh, but I was, I decided to, to do my KDS as like a back of the first round type. And I went, I went heavy on Freddie Freeman. So I had him in a, in, in my three or four of my leagues and he's had a great season. So that's one I'd like to pat myself on the back for. Um, you know, a few of the things, um, that I wish I could have back. Um, you know, I, I had a terrible Luis Severino pick in a league where, uh, where I had a great draft strategy and I was executing it. And I went off of that strategy because I really thought Severino was going to have a bounce back season this year and I wanted to be in on it. Um, so I went off of draft strategy to just because I thought, oh, I'm just going to take one pitcher here. And when you're when you're in a 12 team draft and you're you have uh and you have su- you have a um a tight strategy where if you veer off of it your your team really has a smaller window to to a smaller uh window to get good 
going off and getting someone who doesn't give you anything is a real, real kick in the, in the pants. Um, the other people I really like, I had so Jorge Soler on a lot of teams and he was a real good value. Um, but, uh, you know, those are some of the ones I really liked. Severino was the one who, who really, you know, stuck in my mind all season as the one that I, I wish I could have that one back. Yeah. I mean, he, he was incredibly disappointing this year. It was hard to predict. Maybe he wouldn't be back to his full self or maybe he would be limited with, you know, coming off of an injury, but he just looked dreadful and never really fully recovered. So, uh, yeah, a tough call with Luis Severino, but obviously Freddie Freeman was a, a stone cold stud this year as he usually is. And, uh, a great pick. If you did again, have towards a back end pick there stabilizer for your team. Um, you can't but, take Se- well, Luis Severino if he hurt you in previous years. <laughs> That's true. He scares you off of drafting him. Our buddy Z2 all saying trying to coach high school football and manage fancy baseball teams late in the year was my worst move. <laughs> I can speak of because I don't coach high school football, but I PE teacher and um, I work with uh, two guys that coach high school football right now and it consumes their life. Like the amount of work they have to put in, not just on game days, but like throughout the week for practices and game planning. It's literally like a full time job. So I can't imagine you also trying to manage your fantasy baseball team. Props to you, Toby. Doc, let's go to you next and talk about some of your hits and some of your misses when it came to your draft picks. Yeah. So some of my hits, um, I'm looking at Nick Castellanos. I got him in a lot of leagues right now, already at a career high, 106 RBIs with five games left. I look at the first draft we did David and Marty in the Arizona fall league. And I got him with pick 120. Yeah. You won't get his Jersey though. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll he won, you, he won you the home league and you won't get his Jersey. Uh, you know what? It, it's funny that first day he, he had three strikeouts and I was like, wow, he's going to be dead to me. And then he hits three homers in the next two days. Um, so Nick Castellanos has really outperformed his ADP. He's somebody I had in almost every league of mine. I got a lot of Luis Castillo too, and he probably won't win the Cy Young, but it seems like he's going to be the runner up. He's at 194.1 innings pitched, which is a career high for him. 14 wins, and it should honestly be higher, a 3.2 ERA. He's made 32 starts. He's probably been one of the most consistent starting pitchers. Um, got a lot of J.D. Martinez, too. That was just for you, David. Had more had more than the 17-and-a-half home runs. You what did he finish he- with? J.D. Martinez right now. You can keep talking. I'll look it up. Okay. So J.D. Martinez was, was another great pick of mine. And I got Evan Phillips as a closer in a lot of late drafts. I know with Kenley Jansen gone, we kind of thought the bullpen would be up for grabs. Maybe it was Blake Trinan, maybe it was Bruce Dahlgraderall. But Evan Phillips ended up having the majority of saves, and I feel like you didn't have to pay a premium for him this year. Gave you pretty good ratios. Jeez, 30, 31 homers, 98 RBIs, 273 batting average. I was so wrong about J.D. Martinez. Yeah, you were! <laughs> Um, I mean, and, he looked left for dead last year. He just was completely rejuvenated this year. I'm I telling not, you, it's, it's going to the Dodgers. Yeah. I, I mean, I will not discredit anybody that moves to the Dodgers now. I will give them the Dodgers bump very fairly now. Cause yeah. I, you know what? I'm not even going to say, Toby, that Jose Abreu was a bad pick because he has 84 RBIs. He's hitting 270. He's really picked it up um, after the first two months. But David, you and I were both off on Hunter Brown, and he's somebody I got in a lot of leagues. He started out the first month great, but um, just killed your ratios the rest of the season. I think he was great early on, and then he just faltered uh, in the second half. He was dreadful, uh, borderline unstartable. And if you started him in his last outing against Kansas City, which I know he was kind of a borderline, like great matchup, do I trust him? He gave up six earned runs against the Royals. So. Yeah. He definitely, I think he, he, I'm sure that last outing will bury his ADP some. Yeah. Um, he might unless, not be yeah. able to to go 120 plus innings consistently because it seems like he lost some velocity that he was getting hit hard. He's given up a lot of home runs and that ties into Alec Manoa. I think that might've been one of the worst draft picks of all time this year. Did you draft I, him though? I took him in some of the DC fifties in the fourth and fifth round. So I don't think I overdrafted him, but I got a lot of shares of him and Jordan Walker. I reached for a lot. I put a lot of money on Jordan Walker and Hunter Brown, both winning rookie of the year. And I kind of bought into the hype and they did not perform nearly where I thought they would. 
Walker came on a little bit down the stretch, uh, but definitely not what people were expecting this year for sure. Uh, but Marty, let's go to you next. Your hits yeah. and your misses. All right, let's start with the uh, let's let's do the hits here. Let's start with the hits. Uh, Kristen Yelich, uh, number one uh, on the Rasball Player Raiders, finished as a twenty-five, almost a twenty-six dollar player, which made him more valuable than Fernando Tatis, Jordan Alvarez, Aaron Judge, Kyle Schwarber, and Randy Randy Rosarina. And I got him in the ninth, tenth round of most uh, fifteen team leagues. So that's that was a huge one for me. Anthony Volpe in my DC fifties, um, you know, he returned good value. Basically, he was as valuable as Jeremy Pena, who went like in the eighth round of most drafts. And you can get Volpe. I think I got him in the twenty seventh round. So that was a good one for me. Uh, George Kirby, Nick Pavetta, Hassan Kim, and. I don't forgot who was on when we did the uh, the relief pitcher show, but whoever it was told me there's no way Trevor May is going to get a, a good amount of probably Greg Jewett. Greg Jewett's our guy. Who was it? It's probably Greg Jewett because he's our guy. For yeah, really what does he know there. about? You no, know, he's, he's the best <laughs> in the business. But I got that one right. Uh, Trevor May's had a great year, um, and then Blake Snell was huge. I got Blake Snell in a bunch of places, so. That uh, that made life pretty easy um, from there. And then Merrill Kelly, like an unsung hero, I think, of a lot of leagues. You know, just solid. He returned like uh, like exactly what his value was. So that was really good there. Some bad ones, though. We got to go. Rowdy Telez, absolutely brutal. Mm-hmm. I got him everywhere. I feel like a lot of injury. us liked him too. It wasn't even just you. I think that was. I know LC was beating the drum for him. I, I like. Yeah, I, I had him on a few teams. Dropped him pretty quick. Yeah, um, Jeff Zimmerman posted a uh, a list of players that played through injury throughout the year, and he was one of them with his wrist. I would take a look at that that list um, for your your prep for next year. Willie Adamas, I got him in the seventh round. Um, that's not good. He was he was nowhere near uh, that worth it. Josiah Gray, who I got basically free, but he was bad. Rowenzi Contreras, I was I got him in the seventeenth round of a league, and. Zach Afflin went in the 19th round and Justin Steele was still on the board too. So that that's when, you know, it really hurt. Um, and I'll, I'll end it with that one. Cause that one hurt enough. Marty, I want to give you a shout out though, because a lot of times we're talking about players we drafted, but Marty made a nugget earlier in the off season that CJ Crone would be playing less home games. And so I bet his under 90.5 RBIs and that's going to clear very easily. So. So yeah. you should be sharing that profit with Marty then, I guess. <laughs> no, no. Gam- gambling gambling's illegal in Michigan. That's true. <laughs> Not Venmo, though. Feds on us. Not Venmo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't even beat yourself up about Eflin because Eflin still was a good pick. Uh, he had a very solid season, finishing with a mid-threes ERA, double-digit wins. Very useful for where you got him. He was actually one of the few guys I hit on. Uh, this yeah. year was uh, probably my worst in the last few years for fantasy baseball. Uh, just a lot of my calls that I felt were, I mean, some of them were definitely bold, like calling Sean Mania a great pick. In, at, go ahead, Doc's file. No, uh, no. He, he, hey, man, he threw seven innings, zero earned against the Dodgers. And I was thinking, I was like, literally right after the season is over, he has his best outing. Yeah, I, I, I bought really big into the team shift and wake that Tell I thought me, they, David, they were, what is that? were going to do with him like they did um, with Logan Webb. And I thought that was going to transform his career at this point. Didn't work out. Nick Lodolo, I think, would have been a stone cold stud. Just injuries ended up derailing his season. Corey Seager, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I, I definitely was not alone in calling Corey Seager. But I, in every draft I tried to do, I tried to go pitcher, pitcher, Corey Seager. That was my philosophy going into pretty much every draft I could do. Go pocket aces, Corey Seager. And, uh, as the reason why most of my teams finished anywhere from like fourth or fifth to like 10th. Uh, I didn't have any teams finish below that or higher than that this year. And that's because picking pitchers early ended up being a huge detriment to your team. Sandy Alcantara stunk. Corbin Burns was not nearly the Corbin Burns that you drafted. Uh, I mean, there, there was so many aces across the board. Aaron Nola was bad this year. Uh, I mean, I, I start rattling in my head through all the just pitchers that were huge letdowns. David, you hit on a couple. You were very high on Strider. I was going to say Strider. Was, I had him as a top three pitcher, um, and I drafted Strider in every draft I could um, if I could get him in the second round. I think you touted Joe Ryan pretty highly, too. Uh, I have to go back and listen. I'm not 
I don't think I did actually. I, I think I was the opposite actually. I, I was okay, you got him in our home it. league, and so I was basing it. I, I just that. wanted some shares of Joe Ryan, but I I wouldn't. I say I touted Joe, uh, Joe Ryan, um, but Toby does put a comment in here. Did anyone see Justin Steele coming? Uh, I'll, I'll defer to the Cubs fan first on this. One. I mean, I I really thought Hayden Wesneski was going to be the Cubs breakout pitcher this year, and he was not. Uh, was Natsky, uh, the, the Cubs breakout <laughs> pitcher this year. Um, Steele was someone who had a very strong close to last season. Um, I thought that there were signs that, uh, he, he got a little lucky. Clearly I was wrong. Um, he was there for anyone. He was like past pick 250. Uh, so clearly we all could have been in, gotten him in, in, in most of our drafts, but, uh, uh, you know, there were people who saw him. Uh, it was not me. I, I did not. I didn't think he was the guy. I was. I was drafting Wesneski. Yeah, so it was Vinny, as a yeah. fellow Cubs fan himself, was also touting Wesneski. Um, and to be honest with you, I remember a tweet from Michael Simeone, SP streamer, uh, when Justice Steele was finishing the year last year. He pretty much just increased his slider usage, and once he just basically featured his slider, he turned into a whole new pitcher, and that was kind of has carried over into this season he's going to finish the year he just pitched today and i believe yeah he was through five last time i checked uh scoreless against the braves i think he did give up some runs i'm pulling it up right now he went pulled up i was gonna say we there i got i got one share of them at the fpas um draft in the 20th round so my my pitching was incredible unfortunately my hitting barely got double digits and points over the entire year so he did finish the year with a 3.06 ERA. He gave up three earned runs in 5.1 innings against the best lineup in baseball. Uh, but still, you'll take a, a three ERA, 17 wins, I believe, on the season, uh, and just a, a phenomenal pitcher this uh, this year for Justin Steele. We'll see what the Cubs do next year with him with with Nesky. They got some interesting guys there for sure. Uh, but let's move into uh, the next part of the show that we're going to talk about. And that's the ads and drops. And you know that feeling when you pick up Aaron Judge or Cody Bellinger off the waiver wire and they become a league winner for you? What about Jordan Walker or Mitch Keller when you frustrated with them most of the season, you drop them, and then Jordan Walker goes on a tear at the end of the season, Mitch Keller all of a sudden writes the ship and looks good? Or how about this? Maybe you uh, picked up somebody like Fernando Romero or Jason Jennings. And you pick them up for a week just because you want to start them. And they give you like negative 21 and they completely blow up your ratios or they lose you a head to head matchup. I want you guys to get. Are you not going to mention Brian Bayo? <laughs> I didn't think about that, Brian, but you didn't lose because of it, though. Oh, my gosh. Brian Bayo might be missing if I did. <laughs> that uh, is you guys, sure. You guys remember Fernando Romero? I, I was proud of that poll. You guys don't remember Fernando Romero? Vaguely. Eric, really. you remember we lived with Nina and it was when he pitched for the Twins and he gave up like negative 28 against the Royals? I kind of do remember that now. Yeah. Um, so I just thought I'd throw that one in there. If there was a Remember score. Vin Mazzaro when he gave up like 11 earned runs in one inning? Was he? Did he pitch for the... He pitched for the Royals. It was the up, Royals. It was like one inning, like... Or like one inning... 1.2, 10 or 11 earned runs against the Rockies. Yeah. So, like, if you, any of you guys picked up somebody for one start and Who they the had an outing like that where you almost feel like you could never recover from, Who if you guys have one of those. Reds? Who was the guy for the Reds this year that gave up like 10 earned in the first and they kept them in like two more innings and it was just brutal? I don't remember who, I don't remember who it was, but I don't think anybody was starting him. Nah, but just Graham Ashcraft kind of did that. Did he? Yeah. Uh, but I think you're thinking of um, was it Ben Lively? Ben no, Lively. Wasn't ben yeah. Lively. I don't think it was Ben Lively. Well, why don't you check on that, Doc? Uh, but in the meantime, uh, a, a significant ad that helped win your league, a significant drop that you're pulling your hair out over, mm-hmm. or uh, again, somebody that maybe you you picked up to stream and they just they were the reason you lost a week or you feel like you never recovered ratio-wise that you wish you could have back. Let's start with Marty Partio, this one. Yeah, so for me, especially some at some point in the middle of the season, it was hard to get starting pitching. 
So I luckily I was able to put enough money on Bobby Miller to pick him up, and he was he was solid. You know, from the Dodgers, he got you 106 Ks in those 113 innings, 3.94 ERA, which you'll which isn't amazing, but you'll take it considering he's probably like your fourth fifth starter. Got me 10 wins. Um, that's probably my like the biggest one of just picking up somebody like right off the the waiver wire. Um, but for the most part, I stuck to my teams throughout the throughout the course. You know, there wasn't really too many. I didn't have any of those drops that absolutely devastated me. So that's mm-hmm. that's good there. That is good. Even if again, if you don't even if you don't have like the crazy ad, as long as you don't have a drop that you regret, uh, that that's definitely a good sign there. What about you, Doc? Uh, one of my best ads was Matt McLean getting him, especially in a roto league too. Um, you know, it's unfortunate because he had a strained oblique and re-aggravated that oblique strain today. Mm-hmm. So obviously, um, you know, hurt him a little bit. Yuri Perez, if you picked him up at the beginning of the season, great ratios, didn't seem like the same pitcher. Um, once they recalled him the second time, wonder if just because the amount of innings that he had thrown, same with Marty. I don't think there was anyone that I dropped. And and in fantasy baseball in general this year, you guys can correct me if you can think of anyone. I don't think there's anyone that had a super slow start. You dropped and then they picked up. Marcelo Zuna. Marcelo Zuna yeah. did that to me. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he crushed because he was so bad. I um and I got one ad that someone regrets. They dropped Gunnar Henderson and Gunnar oh. really picked it up. I got him in one league. I spent $94 on him in TGFBI. Um, he's one of my big ads of the year. I also was able to get a $3 Lane Thomas after mm-hmm. he was dropped, which was a nice ad. Uh, my burst drops, I dropped Ozuna in two leagues, and he has like 33 home runs right now after hitting like 078 in yeah. like through May. Um, and and probably one of them that really hurts is I spent my biggest spend ad of the year. I spent two ninety one to pick up Royce Lewis, and he got injured. I only got um, uh, he had three seventy one for me with two home runs, eight runs, and nine RBIs. Then he was out for like six weeks, so I dropped him. He came back and was great. Uh, so uh, that was tough because I spent nearly three hundred dollars on him. So that was that was a tough ad right there. I remember uh, I spent two hundred eleven fab dollars on mason miller that was a big one uh for the i mean he was everybody was talking about him when he was debuting yeah. and saying he was going to be the pickup of the year and the a's would let him go because they needed innings and uh that was that was brutal um <laughs> was a great ad which one Spencer steer i don't know if any of you guys got him but that i didn't get him in any leagues but he was a great ad uh, matt mervis the Hype for Matt Mervis coming out of the Arizona Fall League last year to have him be a complete dud. Uh, just the amount of how bad he was, the little he was up in the big leagues this year. Um, did you guys, any of you guys at any point in a daily lineup league or in any of your weekly lineup leagues have Christopher Sanchez and then drop him? Because in our home league, I actually picked him up after someone dropped him and then he was huge for me down the stretch. I have him on a few of my roto teams. Um, he was great. Uh, I not few. I I went through and looked at all my ads and drops for the year. I even got one of my leagues. I got Kyle Bradish as a pickup. That's fantastic. He was amazing down the yeah. stretch. Um, so yeah, if you look through, I got Jose Barrios pretty early in the season. Um, really, like Brian Wu was a big pickup. Fourteen bucks, Brian Wu. Love that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Christopher Sanchez was a nice one. Uh, that Phillies pitching staff is looking good going into the playoffs. And he's had 10 strikeouts in two of the last three games. So he might be somebody that starts gaining helium. He'll be in an episode that we'll do some point in the off season where we talk about some of the biggest risers, him like Michael King, Cole Reagans, Ryan Pepio, a bunch of guys that finished the year incredibly strong that are going to be really tough to rank and interesting to see where they're ranked in the industry going into the year. Uh, so he'll be included in that group as well. Uh, okay, I found the Reds pitcher that blew up, and it was Ben Lively. So this is doubt- his line. You doubted me, Doc. I remembered that it was him. Okay, four innings, thirteen hits, thirteen earned runs. That's crazy. I've never seen somebody allow thirteen earned runs before. It's hard to say you couldn't do better than a big leaguer, or that you could do worse. I, I feel like that's a. I mean, 
<laughs> he had four <laughs> strikeouts, which yeah. is is crazy that you would strike out that many batters and then give up 13 earned runs. Ben Lively was deadly that day. Yes, he was. Uh, he Nico Duran was a great negative, pickup, too. Negative 33. The, the fact that out here. he allowed seven earned in the first two, 10 earned in the first three, and they're like, yeah, fine, we're just going to keep you out there. Yeah, I think their bullpen was taxed. So at that point, they knew they were going to lose, and they just let him go. Yeah, um, they let yeah. him throw 94 pitches. What about Erod? I feel like Erod, in 15-team leagues, he was drafted, but I feel like a lot of 12-team leagues, he wasn't. And he was one of the first pickups of the season after his first outing. And then you had him pretty much the whole season. I think he See, was, I was fully out there. on him after last year. He burned I, me I was too. Yeah. And then I, I got him on the waiver wire uh, right after his first start. And yeah, then I, I gave him the Marcus Stroman, um, you know, uh, nose up. I didn't draft yeah. either of those guys <laughs> who I was big on last year and yeah. didn't, didn't work out this year. He'll be a tough one to rank for next season as well. Um, but that'll be fun to start looking into off-season content, 2024 talk all after this episode. Uh, but let's move to our next section, the season takeaways. So in a season where we saw Ronald Acuna go 40-70, or I guess he hasn't quite gone there yet, but that's where he's headed. The NL Cy Young, uh, I hate reading this and not it being Spencer Strider. The NL Cy Young is going to lead baseball in walks. The Yankees and Mets both didn't make the playoffs. A lot of crazy things happened this season, to say the least. So what are you taking away from this fantasy baseball season with you when you draft? And I would say next year, but realistically, we're all probably going to be having our first draft within the next month or two, I would think. So let's start with you, Doc. What are you doing taking away from this season to take you to draft prep for next year? Yeah, so something I'm going to look at for betting is just the health. And David, you know, from the majority of bets, I do unders and the majority have hit this year. So looking at players health, you know, of who, who's going to be maybe playing part time, who's going to be platooning. Um, and I think from a fantasy baseball perspective is that pushing pitching down, but really attacking it in the middle rounds. I mean, nobody returned more value than Ronald Acuna. And when we did our Arizona fall league draft, he was the fourth pick and just the amount of, Injuries we've seen with pitchers this year, David, you talked about how many first and second round uh, arms have been busts and just how much more of an offensive game it is. The base pass are bigger. Pitchers can throw over there twice. The pitch clock, they're not allowed to use substance to kind of grip the ball. So for me, I'll probably be uh, hitting or attacking hitting early and then getting a lot of pitchers that I think can have a little bit more durability in the later rounds. And probably attacking it in, in really late rounds too. I'm just going to read this really quick. These are the pitchers that were drafted in the first few rounds of most leagues. Corbin Burns. I'm going to read the, the, I'll read all the names. Corbin Burns, Garrett Cole. So I would say Garrett Cole is fine. Corbin Burns, not where you were expecting from him. Max Scherzer, bust. Aaron Nola, bust. Sandy Alcantara, bust. Justin Verlander, bust. Jacob deGrom, bust. Shane McClanahan wasn't a bust, but he got hurt, so he ended up being a bust. Shane Bieber, bust. Uh, You're Sp reading our home league draft. Yeah, Spencer Strider, solid. Brandon Woodruff missed half the year. I would say the second half he was okay. I don't know if he'd be worth a round three pick. Kevin Gosman, okay. Zach Wheeler was a bust the first half of the year, and then he, he turned it around. Castillo was good. Uh, Alec Manoa, bust. Dylan Cease, bust. I mean, like the amount of pitching that was drafted in the beginning rounds that were just bad. Uh, Christian Javier, bust. Like it, it's crazy to me. I Robbie wouldn't Ray, say Verlander though, because he still he went 157 innings, 3.32 ERA, 139 Ks. But you were, I feel like in most drafts he was being drafted in as a top, what two, three round pick, potentially. Maybe. I mean, he should be your. I didn't. I don't think anyone. Uh, he should not have been anybody's ace or like number one. If he was your number two, I think he did pretty well with your with your pitching there. But um, can't call him a bust. I won't call him that. Okay, maybe not a bust, but not worth the capital you spent on him. Yeah, yeah, he definitely under. He was under. Uh, yeah, he underplayed that for sure. I mean, look at some of the pitchers that did really well this year that were drafted in later rounds: George Kirby, Logan Webb outseeded his ADP, Framber Valdez, Mitch Keller, um, Chris Bassett had a pretty good year. 
George Montgomery. Um, there's a couple more I have on the list here. Hold on one second. I mean, there uh, are Blake Snell, Zach Eflin, Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez had a great year. Justin Steele, Kodai Sanga, Freddie Peralta, Merrill Kelly. Yeah, but again, in, the, in that same range, you also have uh, you have Nestor Cortez, Nick Lodolo, Carlos Rodon, Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn, Hunter Green. Like there are the amount of starting pitchers that were drafted early on. That I mean, Tristan McKenzie never even fully got healthy this year. Uh, I mean, it, I would say there was more pitchers that ended up being not worth where you drafted them than actually that delivered. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. So I think that's, that's going to be the theme for drafting next season is it's going to be hitter filled. I, I would not be shocked to see Strider and Cole being the only two pitchers that go in the first two rounds in most drafts next year. And that everybody starts taking elite hitting and then they just push pitching down because it's so volatile between injuries and between guys that, you know, like the, the Justin Steeles of the world, uh, you know, the guys that kind of come up out of nowhere that you can look at the end of last season and be like, you know what? I'm okay. My ace being, you know, uh, Framber Valdez in the fifth round and just building pitching later, but I can leave the beginning of my draft with Bobby Witt and then Freddie Freeman. And then, you know, taking like a rap or maybe you wouldn't get Devers in the third, but taking like Francisco Lindor or Ozzy Albies or something like that. People are going to want to go that route. And I think that's going to be what we're talking about all off season is do you zig when everybody zags and do you try to go back to taking pitching earlier and just stacking elite pitching or do you go with the flow and just try to find those pitching targets later and just don't miss out on those first few rounds of hitters that look like they set themselves above everybody else. So that will definitely be something we'll talk about as the off season goes along here. Also wanted to shout out our guy, Jasper, who's uh, working hard, but he's checking in with us. We always appreciate uh, Jasper hanging out with us, especially on our last regular season show. Um, let's close out the show here. I do have, I have my takeaway, David. I was oh, yeah. not, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was not asked. Okay. No, take away. Uh, <laughs> uh, home runs are up this year. Uh, as of today, and there's still, you know, almost a week left. They're up 400, uh, 462 more home runs this year. So Ooh, there's crazy. more power in different places, which will, I'll, mm-hmm. that could all change if they change the ball. So we don't know, but. And we're seeing that rise in stolen bases. There's a lot of 2020 guys. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that'll be big. You know, you don't have to worry about, uh, I think last year we were worried about power. And then this year they gave a little bit more power back with the new ball. 462 a- and we have five days left. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. This is, is this the first year that we haven't talked about the ball. I feel like I have not heard anybody talk about the ho- the ball like, oh, it's deadened or there's the happy fun ball where there's a bunch. I feel like it's it's hasn't been talked about at all this year. Yeah, the players relative to the last few years, they've been pretty quiet. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, what about you, Elsie? What's your takeaway? Uh, uh, my takeaway is I'm I'm pushing down closers. Closers were pretty consistent. And if you could, if you drafted the tenth closer or the twelfth closer, you did just as well as if you went high with closers. Um, so I think my takeaway is that I'm going to wait on closers this year a little bit. You cannot wait forever, but I'm going to wait on closers a little bit and and uh, attack starting pitching and hitting in the first seven eight rounds, and not try to get an, a third or fourth round closer. I think that's fair. Uh, definitely, I feel like a lot of the high end closers did not work out this year, and it's not worth spending that type of capital. At least of what we saw this year. Yeah, Trevor um, May had twenty saves, twenty saves for Trevor May, baby. <laughs> Trevor May is your guy, Marty. Twenty no saves. Doubt. That's that's crazy on the Athletics. That's a nuts. That's true. And his ERA was like under two. Yeah, he's been really good. Yeah. So I was looking this up really quick before we transition to the last part of the show really fast. How many Atlanta Braves do you think had 100 RBIs or are going to have 100 RBIs this year? Off the top of my head, I say six. Six? Four. Four. Go five. Uh, The answer is going to be five. 
Wow. Assuming assuming Azuna can get 10 more RBIs. Which Acuna, maybe that's a lot. Yeah, that's that a lot. is a lot. So Acuna, Olsen, Riley, and... Riley, uh, yeah. Acuna, Olsen, Albies. Riley, and Albies are going to have 100 Albies. RBIs guaranteed at this point. I'm, in, um, I'm interested to see where Matt Olsen goes next year because I got him in the fifth round in Glarf, and I think he'll probably be gone in the third? Second. Second? Yeah. I do, yeah. Crazy. 281 batting average, 53 home runs, 133 RBIs. He has 18 more RBIs than second place. Wow. It's the new Pete Alonso. <laughs> it's the, why take Pete Alonso when you can take Matt Olson two rounds later? Why take Matt Olson when you can take Pete Alonso <laughs> two exactly. rounds later? Um, and Vinny adds, trust rookies more next season, which I, that's I think a good, that's good advice. Yeah. yeah. I'll trust the rookies that he trusts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't trust the rookies I trust. The call up because they'll be talking about AFL guys, I think, this uh, in their next episode. And I'm sure I'll be talking about rookies for next season. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. We're, I don't think he, none of us are making it out this year, right? This is the only year I plan on missing it. And I, I have my uh, sister in law's wedding. Other than that, I, I don't want to, I don't know about you guys. I don't want to miss another one. I'm trying to go next year for sure. I'm trying to go next year as well. That would be well, sick. Yeah. As soon as they put the tickets out, let's buy them. So that way we can't say let's no. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, and we got already. I still have the game. triple playhouse saved on my phone, the uh, location. So we'll head back there and uh, make things happen. Maybe we should throw a I'll party there next. That time to tell you that I didn't do any of the chores that I even even though I was the last guy. <laughs> you didn't do what? I, remember that we had that list of chores we had to do. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Twenty minutes. I was like, hey, I'll just do it. Do it. They yeah. They jammed me up, man. I was doing laundry. I don't know what I'm. <laughs> oh man, that was fun last year. I'm, we're definitely. I'm gonna have. We're gonna all have huge FOMO this year with it, but uh, we'll definitely be back there next year. I already year. feel it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, can you imagine when the, all the pictures are starting to come out? No, it's gonna <laughs> piss me off. And they're talking about the how they're gonna do their drafts. I'm like, oh. yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm really blown too. No. Uh. No barbecue with Frank Stample. No golf outings with Joe Arico and Bubba and Bloom and. No, uh, sitting in pitching panels with Pollock and Eno Saris, and no, no AFL home home run derby where there's little kids when there's a righty up to yeah. left field. <laughs> Stampede. That's a good it was time. Fantastic. Man. I do feel like we were the ones that's that went out there first, and then everybody oh, else yeah. was watching it. They were watching it on the other side, and then, and then when they saw we were over there, everyone else was playing a real cool, not yeah. Us. And nah. they were like, no, like, forget this. Like, let's try to catch a ball. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to sell this thing. If like, if I catch one from Gunner or uh, from Keston Kirstad, like I'm going to sell this thing. Like, why not? Um, uh, Jason yeah. Dominguez, he didn't do that. He, he didn't do the home run derby. Right? I know we saw him play, but no. it was uh, the only ones I remember were Julian Mervis. and, and Kirstad. Didn't Mervis do it? Wait, do I know Julian went? Julian was in it too. He was, he literally hit them all opposite field. Oh, it was that guy. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So those were the only three I remember. Um, Elsie, I want to get to your game, but I, you, I, I feel like I, we're not going to be able to get it in by the time I have to go and, and bottle feed. Yeah, uh, maybe. I mean, it, can, can we get it in like less than 10 minutes? I think so. I okay. Think so. All right. All right, that's our specialty. Less than ten. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, so the game is real simple. Uh, close down your your resball player raiders. Oh, um, so I have mine open. So I'm gonna. It's a quiz. We're gonna go three rounds. Each of you is gonna pick a position, and it's just name players until you don't name someone who's in the top fifteen of of their position. And, okay. and, and it, whoever is the last one in each position uh, gets the point. I think we can get that in 10 minutes. You think? Okay, let's do it. Uh, Are, David. Do I, do I get permission to write them down as we name them or no? Uh, if, as we name them, yes. Yeah. Okay. But, but yeah, you're not allowed to look at Razzball. So okay. uh, David, the new dad, you picked the first, uh, first position. Outfield, first base, second base, shortstop, third base, catcher, starter, and reliever. Which position would you like to start with? Starting pitcher. Okay, so we're gonna go. I have I have the top twenty five starters. Uh, should we do twenty five or should we do fifteen? Let's do fifteen. Top fifteen starters. All right, Just name one of the top fifteen starters. 
What's the order here? Uh, you, 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 Marty, and then Doc. Okay. Spencer Strider. Marty. Blake Snell. Doc. Derek Cole. David. Luis Castillo. Marty. Zach Eflin. Doc. Zach Allen. You guys have... T- that's the top six. Is it really? Yeah. That's uh, David. Justin Steele. Marty. Corbin Burns. Doc. Kevin Gosman. David. Um. Oh, um. Uh. Oh, my God. I just literally had his name on the tip of my tongue. Uh, We're going to be here longer than 10 minutes. Oh, uh, Sonny Gray. You're out. He's not on it? He's not top 15. Wow. Okay. Uh, Marty. Logan Gilbert. Doc. Zach Wheeler. Marty. Fromber Valdez. Doc. I got one. If you don't get it, Eric. (laughs) Marty's going to get the I thought, I thought, how many do we have left? We have two, right? One. No, three left. Three left. Uh, no, two. Yeah, two. I have two, and I'm going to be mad oh, if three. it's not three left. Sorry, I have. I'm going to be mad if it's not the one I think. I know. One um, George Kirby. Sorry. Was it Freddie Peralta? Freddie Peralta's fifth. Ah! Is is Logan Webb on there? Someone said Logan Webb. Oh, did Clayton they? No, no, Logan, Logan Webb's 16. Clayton Kershaw's on there. Pablo Wait, Lopez was missed. Kershaw was 15, top 15? Kershaw's 12th. Wow. Pablo Lopez is 11th. No one said That's Pablo Lopez. That's a quiet Lopez. top 15 season from Clayton Kershaw. Yes, no I, one. I literally thought of it. I was like, there's no way. Yeah. yeah. Wait, was Freddie Peralta on there? He's 15th. Oh, no! Who did we forget then? Uh, Pablo Lopez, Clayton Kershaw, and Freddie oh. Peralta. Okay. Okay. Marty, pick a position. Um. Uh, let's go catcher. Catcher, top fifteen catchers, Marty. Will Smith. Doc. Jonah Heim. David. I want to say this guy. I don't, but I don't think he played enough games. But I want to just go from left field. Did uh, Mitch Garver? Yeah, Whoa. Marty. It's like getting the Family Feud answer that only had one person who did. <laughs> that was um. Oh, uh, Adley, Doc Rutschman. That's who I was going to take. Um, does uh, um, does Dalton Varsho have catcher eligibility, or do they put him as outfield? He does have catcher eligibility, and he is in the top fifteen. David, the uh, what's his name? The big uh, Seattle's catcher, the big thump. What's his nickname? <laughs> big Cal Ron, big dumper, big dumper. Yeah, yeah, he's on there. Marty, uh, William Contreras, boom, number one. Yeah, Doc, Gabriel Moreno. You're out. Ah! <laughs> David. Francisco Alvarez. You're out as well. Marty. Hey. Wait, did, wait, did you picked first? Marty picked, Marty first. picked first. So Marty has the points. Marty was, was the other Contreras brother in there? Yes. You, also, you guys also missed JT Real Muto. Oh, Jesus. Oh, for some reason, I thought he was said. Sean Murphy, Sal Perez, Yanir Diaz, Elias Diaz, Hebert wow. Ruiz, and MJ Melendez. Wow. I actually wow. had, I thought of MJ Melendez, didn't think he qual- was going to be in there. And I thought of Wilson Contreras, but I was like, I don't think he had that good a year. Yeah. Well, he was seventh. And and if you look at dollar value, only 12 catchers were above uh, one above po- positive value. So okay. um, I'm mad at myself. That was awful. So Marty has the win, but we have one more category and a few minutes before David has to go. So, Doc, you want to pick one more category? Yeah, let's do outfield. All right. I have 20 outfielders. You want to do 15 or 20? Let's do 15. 15. Top 15 yeah. outfielders. Doc, you start. Mookie Betts. Uh, uh, David. 
Ronald Acuna. Marty? Juan Soto. Doc. Aaron Judge. No. no. Ah. Doc, how are you not going to say your boy Nick Castellanos? I thought about it. Marty. Uh, Christian Yelich. David. Um, oh, man. Um, Missing some big ones, guys. Adolis Garcia. Yeah, Marty. Julio Rodriguez. Oh my God, David. Yeah, that's that's definitely a. Um, I'm normally good at these games. Is, too. I'm is Bryce so Harper qualify as outfield or no? Is that your guess? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Marcelo Zuna. Seventeenth. Oh, Marty, you got to get this for the win. You could get to sweep it. Who is Corbin Carroll? Yes. You guys also miss Kyle Tucker, Cody Bellinger. This is embarrassing. Luis Robert. Lane. Nobody listened to uh, nobody listened to me and David for (laughs) Fernando Tatis, Kyle Schwarber. And Randy Arozarena. I'm just horrible. These that these. This is what happens when you do a football pod before. (laughs) And I spent two, three hours today going through the player raider, as you could tell. You did okay. Yeah. Oh, it's just like you knew what the quiz was before the quiz. This was going to be last week's quiz. It's just been updated for this week. And I. This is the first time I've looked at the player raider all year. So Marty, Marty did the clean sweep. So I guess your studying worked out. Yep, Marty won the game. Marty, you said you were working all day. I was in between, you know. So you got a double dip. <laughs> that this was a fun way to end the regular season. Uh, just an announcement for all our listeners, viewers, however you guys watch the content or listen to the content. We've been doing this show every single week since 2020, I believe. It's been about th- about a little over three years that we've been doing this show every week. We have not missed a week even if it's just been to throw an interview with an athlete in here. Um, this will be the first time that we will be taking some breaks in the off season. We're all a little bit burnt out doing three years of shows and not missing a week is very taxing. So uh, we will be with you guys throughout the off season, whether that is bi-weekly or once or twice a month. We're not sure yet, uh, but we will be getting you guys episodes throughout the off season. We can promise you that. And uh, it's going to be really fun content. And it's going to be stuff that we're going to make sure is going to be useful for you to listen to, but also going to be very enjoyable. So make sure you guys stick with us all off season. We will be giving you guys content various times throughout. And if you guys have ideas for things you would like to hear, please make sure to reach out to one of us and we will make sure that we can uh, get some fun content out ideas for you guys. Uh, But for Marty Party, for Doc, for a little cheesecake, I'm D-Mendy. We're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. Talk to you guys in a couple weeks.